0: Welcome to the SOAR Community Network Podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose and let us SOAR together Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the SOAR Community Network podcast. Today we have Elaine Espinola-Keltz with us. She is a speaker. She's a spokesperson, a TV show host. She is a businesswoman. She's a mother and she is Mrs. DC America 2015. Now all of this looks so great on paper. And the first thing I want to ask Elaine is what does it mean to have it all, because that's what it sounds like. What does this concept mean, having it all, and how do you how do you live that?
1: Well, first of all, Molly, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. And I love that question, because as Mrs. DC America 2015, during that reign, I would often talk about the fact that I believed that the modern woman can and should have it all, whatever all means to her. So I, you know, I know you read off the bio and it kind of sounds really fabulous and it's really, in a, you know, all of the things that I'm currently doing and it might sound that way. Um, of course, it's not without challenges that we all have. But for me, having it all just really means doing what makes me happy. Okay. It's very, very simple definition to me. Um, it means doing what makes me happy and doing it with my full energy present in those moments, if you will, because it's very hard to do everything well all at the same time. But when I'm with my kids, I try and slow down and just be present and be a great mom with my kids. And when I'm doing um, the TV show, for example, I'm there, I'm into it. My full complete mind is right there and I'm all about trying to connect with that person and you know allow them to give the best possible interview they can have and it's so it's just being present and having it all to me simply just means being fulfilled and when you're doing what you love I believe you're going to be fulfilled
0: You brought up such a great point when you said, you know, it's just doing it all with the passion and the energy and everything that just like basically being present and mindful with everything you do. And it's interesting when you say the word passion, because a lot of times, and this has happened to me in my life as well, people will look at the bio on paper or they'll see what's on social media. And I think the number one question I've personally gotten is, do you sleep? Like, you know, you must have 40, you know, 40 hours in a day. You must, how do you do it all? And for us, if we're living in our passion and our purpose, and it hasn't always been this way, even for me, but I know that when I'm into whatever it is that I'm doing, or there's a purpose behind it, and I'm excited about it, um, you just become more efficient, and And it that's, just feels like you might be you know from, from the outside that it's, it might take you forty hours a day if there is such a thing because there's not, um, but it might feel that way because there's just so much vibrationally that 's just positive and it feels like it's just fast moving right it's just so yes. much fun.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I get that question a lot from a lot of people because I am active on social media too. I have businesses and I, and I promote my businesses that way. And so there's a lot out there and it kind of looks like, Oh my gosh, you're here, you're there, you're doing everything. How do you do all that? Do you sleep? And Oh my gosh. And, and I can tell that people are just wondering how it all gets done. And just like you said, First of all, it probably looks like more than what it it really is because there's not 40 hours in the day and I'm just, you know, like everybody else trying to do my thing. But when you're doing those things that you love with passion, it you're just doing it so happily and so willingly and it's so positive and it gets put out there. And I think even over mediums like social media and the internet, when you see my pictures or you're here, you know, when you're reading my description on a post, I hope that the passion comes through, you know, and it probably feels very alive. And when I'm posting a picture or an activity or an action or a business-related thing, if someone's feeling it powerfully, I think that I'm doing my job well, you know, and it probably looks like, wow, she's here and then she's there. But the bottom line is that I'm, I'm present in those moments, and I think hopefully it comes across that way too. So it's, it's not like I'm just going through the motions, you know, I'm really, really trying, striving to kind of be so present and and do things passionately. And truthfully, Molly, I don't, I kind of don't know how to do it otherwise, to be honest with you. I either do something a hundred percent or I'm really not interested in doing it, you know? And I think when you go about things that way, it has an energy all on its own. That's longer lasting, I think.
0: I really love that. And I know that to be true about you, because I've worked with you personally, when we worked together this year at the Mm -hmm. SOAR Community Summit, and you were one of the MCs. And I tell you, it was really so nice to be able to have MCs that were on the ball, who are following up and just, you know, really excited about taking this vision and making Mm -hmm. it their own, right? Isn't that the the beauty of like to put putting your own spin on everything that comes to you as a project? Um, That's what I feel you do very well. And I know that there's some key elements to kind of your philosophy on life. And I want you to expand on this a little bit. You believe that anytime you want to achieve professional or personal goals, you can do it and you can do it through pride, passion, and positive energy. Absolutely. Where does that come from for you? You know, everybody has a path, right? And everybody mm-hmm. can choose like how they choose to live their life, how they choose to react to things. Where did pride, passion, and positive energy, um, basically how is it instilled in you and why share this this path sure. with others?
1: Sure. So, you know, just like you, I've I've evolved, right? And so I don't know that I've always... Live that, that way, and I don't know that I always thought about it in that way. Uh, but I would say probably early on in my career, and uh, my my career was um, that I did pharmaceutical sales for almost ten years, and that's kind of where the pride, passion, and positive energy came from at that time, and it stuck with me. And that is, um, it just taught me a lot about putting yourself out there, right? I mean, yes, this was corporate, and I was promoting pharmaceutical drugs to doctors. I mean, that was my job, but if you're going to be in front of someone selling something, are you going to do it? Are you just going to go through the motions? If so, you're not going to get very far. And I'm the kind of person that again, I'm I'm going to try and be present and I'm going to try and put all of my positive energy into whatever I'm doing. And I guess what I found was you know, if I could talk about these products in a way that I was very proud of what they did and I was passionate about it because it, it it came from really doing my homework and understanding the jobs and knowing everything about it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna do well, and I did. I had a very successful career, and what I found was, wow, I'm really able to connect with another person, and and it's really funny because at the time I was what 21, 22 years old. And I was calling on cardiologists that were like 60 years old, you know, or older, just older than me, and obviously well established and well educated. And it was a little bit intimidating. And so I think in order for me to get over that hump and not be intimidated and to be taken seriously, I had to really go into each presentation with some value. And my value I found was that if I can speak on something with knowledge passionately, And persistently, it got me somewhere. And I think when I found success doing that, I realized that it also obviously translates into every aspect of life. And I love that I did that career in pharmaceutical sales, by the way. Again, it wasn't my own company. It wasn't anything like that. It was my career. I worked corporate. But it taught me so much about myself. You know, it's one of those jobs that's very autonomous. You know, you're in your car and you're making your calls and you're responsible for your numbers and all that. Um, I didn't have anyone over my shoulder. And at the end of the day, I was just held accountable for my sales growth. And, um, but it was so much about my personality and me and what I was saying and how I was saying that, that moved anything forward. And oh, by the way, it's also about relationships. You know, it's not just, do I know what I'm talking about? Okay, great. It's do the the customers, the clients, the physicians, do they connect with me? Do they trust me? Do they value me? Do they like me? And so at the same time, while I'm trying to deliver, you know, the message, I'm also trying to do all of that at the same time. And I basically just found that I was able to do that. And so from there, I, I suppose it just became part of how I moved forward in in other career choices and personally too. So well, that's def- where that came from. <laughs> I'm
0: definitely going to ask you more about your career path. Uh, but first, I wanted to make note about this. Uh, what you said about, you know, what is sales and what is business development. And uh, I think that if you've ever been in business, either for yourself or worked in corporate, it's so important to just recognize that we're always selling. And Mm -hmm. you talked about connectivity and do they value me and do they even like me? And I think I mentioned this before uh, on this podcast, but I had a wonderful mentor when I first came out of college, my first job out of college, and he was the VP of the company and he sat me down, um, the first couple of months because I was so green, you know, you come out of mm-hmm. college and you're like, oh gosh, I'm going to go into marketing and sales. Okay. Right. Right. And he asked me, do you know the first goal of the first meeting with anyone? And I went on, I said, you know, just all the stuff you hear in books, right? When you've learned mm-hmm. h- how to sell in school. And, and uh, so I said, uh, is it, I don't know, to tell them how great your product is? What makes your product different? you know? Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, I think it was like five or six iterations. And he kept saying, no, try again, no, try again. <laughs> and I finally got frustrated. And I said, what is the goal of the first meeting? And he's, mm-hmm. he was in his uh, almost 60-something, almost, almost 70. He was retiring soon. So he had all, this years of experience, all these years of experience. And he said to me, the first goal of every meeting, personal and otherwise, is to leave the other person wanting more of you. Mm -hmm. you know, wanting to know more about you or why you got into what you're doing or why you're so passionate about what you're selling. It's not about the product. It's about you. Correct. And that's exactly what you just said. And it just really also helps me to move into this next question of Community is so important to you, the careers mm-hmm. you've chosen. You're a businesswoman, so we can talk a little bit about that mm-hmm. um, and what does that mean and what does that look like. But really, everything that you've done is about community, connection, relationship, and helping others really feel like they're valued, they're empowered, mm-hmm. and they can do, set these goals and achieve them. Mm-hmm. So I really, I really appreciate that. And I think that's just who you are. It's amazing because you bring who you are to everything in your life, including how you operate as a businesswoman.
1: Thank you. Thank you for saying that. You know, I, I I try and I think that I think that the sooner that that people in business realize that who you are personally and the success and the confidence and the fulfillment you are as a person outside of work, once you sort of recognize that power and are truly sincere with yourself oh my gosh, you're going to see your professional life, you know, grow exponentially. Don't you think, Molly? Absolutely. I just think that if, if you try and separate that and, and you're one way in your personal life and you're a different way professionally, I don't know. It's kind of got to be a little bit flat because at the end of the day, we're all sort of selling ourselves, if you will, um, again, who you are and are you likable? Are you trustable? Do people want to get to know you better? I mean, anybody can walk in and talk about any product but did you walk away and that person just kind of knows about that product and they might want it or did they really enjoy that exchange with you and there's a great reason to follow up mm-hmm. and that's just the difference in whether you're just putting some passion behind something um and then i you know i i also i love to i love to talk about some of the travels that i've done and i and i studied abroad when i was in college and then after college i moved to bangkok thailand And I was teaching English, not so much as a career choice, but just as a means to get myself to another country. But every break that I had, I traveled. So I traveled that year. It was the year 1999, 2000. But I went to Nepal and Cambodia and Vietnam, and I went to the Philippines again. And kind of out of the way, I went back to Italy and just I traveled. And something else that I think has really helped me personally and professionally is a perspective on the world and my place in it, and that you don't always have to take everything so seriously, um, specifically work, you know, at the end of the day, it's just connections. And I've, I've sat and I've been in villages and I've been all by myself in villages and you're just buying maybe a bracelet off the street from someone who's selling it. And it's like this connection you have with another person, whether or not you even speak the same language, but that it was meaningful and it was poignant and you can really gain something from that. And then take it back to your your own life then personally and professionally. And I think that that perspective has helped me a lot. And um, I just really treasure it. I really treasure it. And I try and keep it in mind and keep it in check with everything that I do.
0: That's a really powerful thing. I think traveling and uh, even if it's not abroad for many people that haven't left their communities, but just stepping out of something you're comfortable with to see mm-hmm. a new. Um, I don't know, with new set of eyes and be able to communicate, even if it's through sign language or especially with different languages, right? To be Mm -hmm. able to communicate as human beings, get a sense of what life could be like if you were not blessed to be born wherever you were born or not blessed to have the experiences that led you to where you are. Mm -hmm. But there are people in the world that have so little, that give so much and and are so much in the world, right? And I think that's really important when we live our lives every day. And do the work that we do to know that it's meaningful, but Mm -hmm. to also not take ourselves so seriously because, you know, what we think might be um, so great in the Mm -hmm. grand scheme of things um, may not be that important when you're looking at somebody else across the world who really what's important to them is not even us having the privilege to be on a podcast to share our experience, but to basically find clean water for their Children. children. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So. Exactly. I've seen some of the um, poorest, if you will, meaning they don't have a lot of money and they might be living in a shanty town or a shack or whatever. I've seen people like that with the biggest smiles mm. and they just look extremely fulfilled and they're doing their, you know, daily job, which could be going to get the water or just be watching the herd or whatever it is. And they're fulfilled and they're happy. And to me, that's success. that's success. Success is to me or having it all is whatever that means to you. And if you're going about your day and you have a genuine smile on your heart, and that doesn't mean that none of us have troubles and everything's just fabulous, (laughs) whether you have money or you don't, it's not what I mean. I just mean that, um, success isn't by any means, obviously a dollar amount or any amount of accolades, but it's just kind of doing a job well done and feeling great about it. And, um, I guess I just really feel like I've I've felt it in my heart when I've seen people have so little but be so fulfilled. And um it's just affected me and and I in a great way I think as I move forward.
0: It's perfect to really move into the next set of questions which is all about your advocacy work and why things like empowering women and putting a stop to human trafficking is so important to your heart and to your soul Mm -hmm. and uh, you've been able to really use many different platforms to spread the word Um, one of that is through social media you're very active on social media the other way is when you were when you became Mrs. DC America 2015 which isn't very long ago uh, you were quite active and used that platform to speak about the things that, number one, matter to you and hopefully matter to um, the world as well. Can you talk about what that experience was like um, being Mrs. DC America and not just using that platform, um, but how have you been able to use other ways to really talk about things that matter to you?
1: Sure. So first of all, it was such a blessing and it sort of, sort of kind of came from nowhere in that I had never done a pageant before and it wasn't quite on my radar. It wasn't something I was looking to do. Um, but it was just an opportunity that came away. It came my way and I, I happen to be an open-minded person. So if something comes my way, I'll kind of really kind of give it some thought and consider it. And, I decided to go for it. And as I said earlier, I'm either going to do something and really put my energy there, or I'm just going to not do it. I don't want to do anything halfway. So when I signed up to, to say, you know what, let me go ahead and do this. And I remember the pageant director said, well, what what is your platform? And again, having never done a pageant before, it wasn't really something I thought strongly about, but I said, well, it'll probably be something around empowering women through entrepreneurship, because that's what I care about. And she said, there, that, that's your platform. <laughs> yeah. And it was really wonderful because that is what I love. It's what I do or currently like to promote. Uh, but that stemmed from, you know, a, a business in direct sales where um, what speaks to me is not necessarily the product. You know, it's, it's not that I have some huge interest in cosmetics. They're fine. I wear them. But regardless of that, what I really love is the business behind it. It's having a flexible entrepreneurship where I can stay at home with my kids, but still have an income, you know, or, or bring in some income, but more importantly, stimulate my my mindset and my, my business interests. Uh, and then teaching other women to do the same is what I specifically like about the direct sales environment. Just having the opportunity to kind of mentor, if you will, or teach people or inspire people or encourage people to have their own business. And, and wow, all the possibilities that can come from that and not just money. I mean, money is great and it helps you do things. But the feeling of, um, you know, fulfillment and the confidence it, it could give someone to take a $99 investment into something and turn it into something huge. And then all of a sudden you've got a purpose and you've got people on your team and you've, you're accountable to other people and they need to learn from you. And I just really love that whole thing. That whole, sort of teaching or, or business environment. And so that's where my platform came to be because I think to date, I have something like 2,500 women on my team with my direct sales company. And it was all about helping to empower other women through entrepreneurship. And the message wasn't necessarily that, hey, I just think every woman should go start a direct sales business or that every woman or man should just go ahead and start a business. But that, hey, let's encourage all women in all of their endeavors because starting a business or a company is not going to be for everybody. It might not be their interest or their, you know, ability at that time, but let's just encourage, you know, encourage people, whatever it is that they want to do to put their talents and their passions to work, to work for them somehow. Um, whether it's just a hobby or whatever, let's be encouraging of it. and so that's where that came about. And, the platform of being Mrs. DC America 2015 was amazing because all of a sudden people want to have me attend something or speak at something. And and honestly, my, the message kind of morphed because initially I thought, well, I'm just going to talk about entrepreneurship and business and sales and marketing all the time. But then I'd be invited to high schools or women's groups or girls groups. And then You know we're so much more than just one thing, right? So then the message is is changing a little bit, and now I'm just talking about other women's issues, um, and things that are important, and things like confidence and self esteem, especially as it relates to teenage girls. But hey, it relates to me as well, and I'm almost 40 years old. (laughs) Of course, we we all are still I don't want to say struggling, but dealing with stuff like that, confidence, and you know the confidence to do this or to do that, or um, how you relate to the community and how they're perceiving you. And it's you know, it's something we all consider and think about. And so I've enjoyed being able to be asked to speak on that. And, and I'm learning a ton from just those environments myself, being able to talk and think out loud and, and connect and then get feedback. And I'm going, wow, this is really helping me grow as a person too. I love it. I love it so much, actually. It's, it's so great. Um, And so from there, Talking about human trafficking, I I realized that, wow, I've used my voice, if you will, so much more in 2015 because of the Mrs. DC America platform and being asked to speak on things. Um, previous to that, I wasn't really being called upon at the soccer. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> but like, it's not like I was being asked to speak on anything anywhere besides talking to my kids about stuff. But so I felt like, wow, I really used my voice a lot this year. I found that I loved it. I found that I was getting great feedback from people and that people would say, wow, that was really helpful. That was really inspiring. You know, thank you. Or, or have you thought about this or meeting you, Molly, for example, inspired me. And then being part of the SOAR Community Summit, being around all of those others, you know, all of the other leaders and authors and speakers, it was so exciting for me and inspiring for me. And so every experience is sort of building upon another and leading me into bigger other directions, if you will. And what I found was that after my reign was over, I said, well, you know what? I, I feel like I found my voice this year. I love using it. I love sharing it. I love talking about things in a positive light or encouraging other people. And if there's something I, I want to speak on, you know, there's, a, there's actually something that I truly care about. And that was human trafficking. Because there's, you know, there's so many things going on that we can talk about that I care about as well. Childhood cancer, you know, autism, things like that. There, there's so many great causes and there's so many, um, wonderful people in the community that do speak on that. Um, and what I found was people were reaching out to me, do I want to support this and that? Of course I do. Of course I do. I care about all of it. Um, but then I, kind of had to pull back and say, you know what, what really speaks to my heart actually, so that I can be more passionate. And I found that it was around human trafficking. So that's where that led me. And I, you know, if if I'm going to give my time to speak about something or, or, or put energy into creating an event and raising money, I found that, you know what, instead of doing tons of things, just mediocre, let me kind of focus on one thing and really try and make an impact there. So that's what I've been trying to do.
0: So what can you share with our audience um, about human trafficking that you've learned or, and it could be just, you know, kind of broad overview, because I'm sure there's so much that you're uncovering that would help us to really think about this more and and put more, um, not just thought, but energy around. Uh, how we can support you and how we can get more people involved in knowing what it really means, this whole idea of human trafficking. It's not just a global issue. It's a local issue as well. So what are Absolutely. some things that you've learned that you can share with us about this?
1: Sure. Well, first of all, it's just about awareness. I think awareness starts everything. And, you know, it's a topic that's dark honestly. You know what I mean? Who wants Mm -hmm. to think about that? Especially if you don't feel like it really touches your life. It's kind of like, Ooh, let's just leave it there. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to hear about it. It's dark. It's going to make me depressed, whatever. But what I'm trying to do is bring it to light. Uh, because as you said, it's not just a global issue. I mean, and unfortunately, Molly, oh my goodness, this has been going on around the world for hundreds of years. I just came across an article about, um, you know, like a, a brothel or it's almost like a campus, if you will. I, I want to say it was in Bangladesh. It's been there for 200 years. 200 years for the purpose of basically sex sex work. Okay. So it's been going on forever. I was going to say,
0: many would argue that it's been going on forever.
1: Uh, right. Much yes. longer than that. Sure. Um, and it's tragic and it's horrible and no person... Should be born into that, or forced into that, or, or honestly, ha- having to even think about that as an option. Um, and so, where it's becoming a, a little bit more known is that it's it's now so much more common in the United States as well. Right here in our backyard, there are instances right here in Northern Virginia. A lot of instances, and 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 briefly, I'll just say that you know I think it's really grown because. You know, as we, uh, you know, as the government and local police enforcement gets stricter on things like drugs, drug trafficking, gun trafficking, things like that, guess what they're now moving into? Okay, fine. I'm going to get busted for this. I'm going to get busted for that. Let me move into something else that's actually kind of easier. And that's human trafficking. Oh my gosh. And more profitable. You know, you can sell a drug once, but you can sell a person any number amount of times you know and and so mm-hmm. it's uh, so that's kind of why i think it's become more popular and then it's also changed in the way that it's it's done in that you know you might think that well you kidnap some someone or you take them from their village and you put them in the south and they can't see their family and that's why they're stuck there you know in the united states and all over the world it's now sort of manipulation. And, you know, let me pretend that I'm your boyfriend and I'll pretend I'm your boyfriend for a year. So, wow, you really trust me, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm going to trick you into doing this and then that, and it's sort of subtle. And then the next thing you know, you're in compromising situations that you can't really get out of because you trusted me, you think you love me, maybe we're married or engaged at this point. Um I'm going to hold you for blackmail, things like that. So it's a very manipulative environment where People are trapped, not necessarily just kidnapped off the street and forced into something, um, which probably happens too, definitely happens too. But it's different. And so, something I just would love for people to know is that it is happening. It is happening right here in our backyards every day in high school, affluent high schools right here in Northern Virginia and all over the country. So just be aware that that is occurring. And you know, if if you hey. Have a conversation that 's all I can ask. Talk about it tonight at dinner with your family. Talk about it with your neighbors. Just bring it up if you know some high school students just 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 bring it up you know that 's all I can ask because everything starts with awareness
0: that 's great well, awareness is so key, and I think that this is a, um, a perfect um, set up for you know all the other platforms and um, projects that you're working on. I know that we also want to talk about your television show that you host, and that's mm-hmm. a perfect platform to bring up topics like human trafficking and all the different topics and interests that you have and having guests come on and share this. But let's talk about how you're using television and media beyond social media to shed light into some issues, um, business, you know, entrepreneurship, but also some of the, what you were calling darker issues. Sure. But they're not just, it's not about being dark issues, the reality of the world. And we can't be so much in a bubble that we don't recognize all this stuff is happening. And there are a lot of people in pain.
1: Sure. Sure. Um, so, so yes. And, and by the way, that's where you and I met was on the set of where's MJ, who's the producer for the show called I'm every woman. And, um, and the name again, just sort of the name I'm every woman just implies the fact that as a woman, and I don't mean to polarize it like that, but, um, as a woman, I'm not just a mother and I'm not just, um, you know, a former pageant person and I'm, I'm not just this or that. As women were really all of those things, and sometimes all of those things at the same time, and so every person has a story. And so the concept was: let's bring on some women in the community that are kind of doing cool things, whether they, you know, started a nonprofit, whether they've got some really great business, whether they're an author. Let's talk about their projects and let's empower other women. So that's what the show's about. And I did have her name is Bridget Perkins, and she is the founder of an organization called Higgins Hope. And that is a local organization that supports victims of human sex trafficking right here locally. So I had her on the show and I love it because I'm able to give her the opportunity to speak on it on cable TV and share it to raise awareness. So I love that. It's community TV. So it's all about just sort of public service announcements to the community. And and so I just really, really love that I have the opportunity to invite people to come and do just that. Um, And so I've brought her on the show and then um, separately I've tried to do things um, and partner with an organization called Northern Virginia Human Trafficking Initiative. And it's another local nonprofit organization that supports victims and helps to raise money and awareness um, on the topic of human trafficking. Um, I also have launched a business called Media Savvy and it's, it's, Basically, consulting and services um, given to small businesses to help them do, basically, digital advertisements to help them gain visibility. But it started, it started, Molly, thinking, before it was the business called Media Savvy, I wanted to do, I wanted to feature someone, and I was calling it Something Savvy. And I thought, well, if I have someone cool on, I'm going to call it someone savvy. And if I feature a great location, I'm going to call it someplace savvy. So I just <laughs> had this idea like I just love to share and I just love to connect and I just love to put people, places, things out there and share it. And so that's where that started, this whole savvy, right? right. I'm going to feature someone, something, someplace savvy. I'm going to feature it. <laughs> um, and I was doing that for a while and it's fabulous. And then I sort of as... Obviously, I evolved and grew. I thought, okay, let me scale back and and kind of stick with the business aspect and and really use it to help businesses gain visibility. But I'd still like to feature someone savvy. And I, I recently in the last year had – her name is Cheryl Brem, and she's Mrs. Tennessee America 2015. And she has worked for many, many years on human trafficking. So I had her on the show, and it was like a 15-minute um it's, it's through something called Blabs. So it was a video audio podcast, if you will, but she shared topics. And, and then I was able to take this interview and this conversation and put it out there and raise awareness. And guess what? I put it out there and so many people reached out to me and, and, and I felt like that's amazing. That's exactly the purpose. You know, let's talk about an issue. Let's put it out there and, and let's raise awareness. And, um, and so again, I feel like every kind of, idea that I have when I pursue them. And when I do them, it's all building upon and leading to other things. And I'm still open-minded to lots of stuff, but I'm constantly (laughs) reminded by my team, like, let's hone it back in. (laughs) So that's what
0: happens when you're a visionary. I tell you, I have so many people who support me too. And they're like, wow, you know, you're you're dreaming so much. You're doing all these things. And then they realize that's just who we are. That's who I am. And so my goal is to keep dreaming And then enlist people who can help me integrate, people who can help me get it done, Mm -hmm. so that I'm not limiting myself by. Scaling back so much that all these great ideas don't ever come to life, right? Um, because you have those very strong visionaries who were just born that way sometimes, and mm-hmm. then you have the very strong integrators who really um, want to help and their passion is to help the visionaries get it done. So mm-hmm. I would I would definitely not limit yourself. Keep dreaming because I really right. <laughs> believe that you're you're meant to you know bring some great ideas into the world. Now speaking of great ideas, I do want to talk about any other business projects you have going on.
1: Sure. And I
0: also noticed that when you sent over your bio and I've looked at some of your your sites, is this this, con- this concept of collaborations and collabs. Can you talk more about that?
1: Oh sure. So collabs is um, is a really, really cool concept founded by a great dear, beautiful friend of mine, SUNY West. And Collabs is her is her thing, her project, and it's all about Uh, basically a place for business people, creative people to collaborate. So it's a website. I encourage everyone to check it out and you can go on it and you could talk about your current project and you could see how you can partner with other people to make that project even bigger, even better, and probably more efficient. And so she's a great friend of mine. And so I had, uh, she featured me on her website, Collabs um to say, well, this is who Elaine Espinola Kelts is, here's what she does and and if you want to partner with her on X, Y, and Z, here's how to contact her. So it's a super cool site and I love it. And I actually encourage a lot of people when I talk to them and they tell me about their I feel like I've become like the go to girl when someone wants to start a business because they're like, Well, you talk about it a lot and you've done it and what should I do? (laughs) (laughs) And one of my first things to say is, Hey, check out this website because it will just get your mind thinking. I mean, here's a bunch of collaborating and at the end of the day and, and I know this I mean I know that you absolutely subscribe to this but it's all about collaborating with other people. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to do business with every person you come across but it just means that I think when we collaborate instead of compete or we celebrate instead of compete, everyone's going to win and um, and, and I love environments like that they just foster so much, personal growth, professional growth, all around, just fun and fabulous. Love that. So I'm all about trying to collaborate with people. And if I can't personally, I'd love to connect them with someone that I think they can. Um, so I love doing that. I, I love, uh, being that person that if I can't help you, let me, let me find someone that can, uh, because I feel like certainly people have done that for me and I've gotten so, so much from it. Um, and so that's, uh, so that's what collabs is. And then some current projects, you know, I, I agree with you. I think I need to even need to expand my team because just like you, Molly, and so many other sort of, I guess if you want to say creative people, there's so much going on in my mind and there's so much I want to do. But at the end of the day, it's just me and you know some some people that are helping me. But um, you know, I I feel like some people will say, well, what happened with someone savvy? Are you still going to feature people? <laughs> and I'm like, I do. I want to. Yes, let's do that. But oh gosh, I'm here. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And now my focus is over here. Um, and so I, I want to come back to all the things that I love. But one of the most recent projects is really um, I am trying to focus more on my uh, company called Media Savvy. Um, And and that stems from because I do love business. I really do. I I love everything about kind of people moving forward in their business endeavors. And what my company aims to do is to help a small business share their story. Because if you just launched some company doing whatever it is you do, you have a product, you have a service. However you're advertising, if you're just doing it sort of on social media, if you're doing things on Yelp, if you're putting ads out there, you're on LinkedIn, whatever it is you're doing, my interest is to help you take it a step further and maybe, you know, listen, at the end of the day, if you've, if you had the guts to start a business or or the mindset or something, you probably have a really great story, you know, and again, it's all about connection. And I believe that when you're in business, the better you can connect with someone, the the better your business is going to be, right? So if you create some awesome product and you're putting it out there and the product itself is pretty phenomenal, it's almost selling itself, that's great. But wouldn't it be great to know who created that product and why did they create that product? And once you know that, you're a little bit more invested or interested, you know? And uh, And so that's my goal is to say, let me interview you or you know let's do let's do a product uh let's do a product demonstration let's get testimonials from your from your customers and i believe that all of those things help their business and so that's kind of what i'm trying to focus on right now
0: <laughs> that's great well You've got a lot going on, my friend. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and I did, you know, want to also um, do a quick shout out to SUNY West because she has, she's, she's so great. She does so much for the community. And yes. She's got this great blend of, be, you know, being in front and, and having a, doing a good job with her brand. But she's also very much behind the scenes and, you know, doesn't always want to take the credit and just make sure that everybody has a chance to shine. I just love that about her because you, 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 you hear a lot about her and and then you don't hear anything about her. It's kind of this really mm-hmm. great dichotomy and it yes. works and, and people are able to shine mm-hmm. and she just loves helping people. I just really appreciate her for all the stuff that she does.
1: And so do I. So do I.
0: Okay, so let's talk now. Um, about motherhood and family life and balancing all of that. If there's such a thing as balance, but integrating all of that into really what matters to you. You mentioned earlier on in the show that when you're with your kids and when you're with your family, you're all in, you're Mm -hmm. there, you're present, you you know, you want to be a wonderful mother. Um, and then when You're not with them and when you're working on this project, you're able to kind of like again, be mindful and be present in that moment. One, how do you do that? You know, basically be mindful and intentional and present in every moment. And Mm -hmm. two, how do you manage the schedule of running Mm -hmm. around with, you know, with your children and making sure you have enough vacation and rest for yourself Mm -hmm. and then having – these thirty plus ideas,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, gosh, well, to answer your first question how how do you be mindful and present in the moment? The answer is it's not easy. I mean it takes it it, it takes like an uh, an actual <laughs> commitments, you know, and constant reminders to turn this down, shut this off, put the phone away, move away from the office, you know, phone, you know. And if I do catch a text or a phone call, okay. You don't need to answer it right away. So it's like, you know, very intentional to do that. And I have to constantly remind myself because it's too easy to go, oh, oh gosh, let me just take this. It's too easy to do that. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I I always say I'm a mother first. I'm a mother first and foremost. Um, And that's also why I chose the path that I have chosen in starting my own company because I I kind of wanted to have my cake and eat it too. I wanted to I wanted to be here and and honestly when I stopped working corporate I um you know I found myself initially going oh I'm so happy I'm here with my toddlers you know this is great this is what I want to do but Molly it's hard I mean it is hard it is mentally emotionally physically very taxing and you know sitting around in your pajamas picking up you know Cheerios all day is not exactly like You know, all that intellectually (laughs) stimulating and it's – you can see why mothers get really like burnt out and they're just like, oh my gosh, because it's hard and you love your children, but that stuff is hard. And so I found myself going, gosh, I – don't want to go back to work full time, but I do want to do something for me. And that's where I, that's where I found sort of the world of direct sales, because I found it was an easy way to have a business without starting my own business. Mm -hmm. You know, everything's already laid out. You just kind of jump into it and you can do what you want with it. You could turn it into, it could just be like a little hobby. It could be part time. It could be full time. You can walk away from it. You can, so it was a very easy way to ease back into some business. And then for me again because of just the way I am it just took off it just those, those things just took off and then all of a sudden i'm like sort of working full time at least i'm at home but i still you know the activities and the actions and the things were sort of taking a lot of my time um and so that's where I, now i find myself reminding myself to you know put it away and when i'm with my kids let me just be present when i'm on the field watching their stuff let me not check my phone you know things like that so that's probably the biggest thing, especially, gosh, with technology the way it is. It can follow you everywhere <laughs> very easily. So that's a very tangible thing that I do is try and put it away. And and also when I am with my kids, um, just, I don't know. I mean, that's a great question. But just remembering that at the end of the day, they're little people and they just want to be connected to as well. And so I really try and strive to not – placate them with things, you know, I don't want them to just have things. I don't want to just take them to the store and buy a toy so that they're entertained with that toy. Let me just, let me be more mindful and let's just go to a creek and let's skip stones. Let's just go. And it's cheaper <laughs> <laughs> than going to like rebounders or or <laughs> some, some sports place where you pay all the money and whatever. But but they get so much more out of it too, you know, and and by doing that, I feel like I'm connecting better with my children because we're putting everything away and money's not coming into the issue. And it's not about going to a restaurant. It's about packing some food and going on a picnic, you know? And so I try and do those kinds of things because, well, I just love it too, but I think that we get more out of it and then we're in nature and just, just things like that. So I try and do that. And then as far as how do I, you know, balance or juggle or integrate, oh my goodness, it's all about having a really supportive, committed, Partner. I absolutely would never be able to do the things I do, be fulfilled doing them, and enjoy it if it weren't for my husband. I mean, he's just extremely hands on in every way um, with the kids. I mean, he wakes up like super early. I don't know about your husband, but. I don't know. My husband, like he wakes up at like four and he works out and he does a little work and then he drinks his coffee and then the kids wake up and he already made their breakfast and he already packed their lunch. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, thank you, Lord, because – like for me to have to do all that, oh my gosh, it just it, – it makes me wake up and I can just hug and kiss my kids, right? So I get to be happy mommy, hugs and kisses, and I'm not sitting there exhausted because I woke up extra early and I just did all that stuff. You know, he kind of did that for me so or, or for the kids. Um, and so we make it work as a team. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, life isn't always like perfect partnership and everybody's happy. <laughs> we have all the regular – of everyone else and schedules and all that stuff too but at the end of the day we have the common goal which is to provide our kids with a positive loving environment where they can thrive as the individuals they are and that's just just at the end of the day that's the goal so when we get too caught up in the sports the activities were aggravated life's crazy we i try and just say you know what (laughs) let's all go for a hike (laughs) let's just take it back to what the point is here you know, that everyone feels heard and they're happy so that they can be well-adjusted and be positive people. <laughs> we all just want to be positive people. And so I feel like if we always take it back to nature and just take everything away, the phones and the money, things, we don't know to buy stuff. We don't need to pay for experiences. Let's just create one. Mm-hmm. then Then life is good.
0: <laughs> That's great. It feels really awesome when you have a family unit that you can, you know, be present to and what you are able to do at home and lessons that you learn from your children and from your husband about partnership, about patience. You can also take that out into the world and practice Mm -hmm. it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, this is funny. Yesterday I went to Ikea because I just needed to do some storage stuff. So that helps too, right? Just being organized helps everybody and everything. So I went there because I needed to do some, get some organizational stuff for the house. On the way back, we passed that little town. I don't know if it's pronounced Ocaquan, Ocaquan. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's this cute little town and we passed it and my girls were hungry. It was just me and the girls. We had a girls day. And I said, let's just check it out. Let's just, let's just go check it out. (laughs) So we drove down there and it's this super cute little charming little town on the river. And we walked around in the shops and then they were hungry and there was live music, some guy playing by the river. And then my husband called. He was at the Nats game with my son and he said, what are you guys doing? And I was like, oh, we're just listening to live music (laughs) on the river in Alcoquan And he was like, wow, you're really random. And I'm like, I know. But you know what? Who cares? Life's an adventure. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I guess that's a little random. Like, but, <laughs> but here we are at a Mexican restaurant on the river listening to music. Girls are happy. It's an experience. And life's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's an
0: experience that we don't know what our children will remember. So it's important right. to give them as many experiences as possible because I tell you, when I think about the – family members that aren't with me anymore my dad Mm -hmm. my grandmother when I look back as a child when I look back even in my adult life the things that matter were those moments and you know what I mean by that Mm -hmm. just moments that are etched in your brain Mm -hmm. and it just kind of gives you that sense of connection with them while they were here in the moment but when they're not here anymore Mm -hmm. that's so critical to tap back into those moments that you in this case as the adult get to create for your children so that's awesome. Yeah. Not random at all for, right. for, for this, right. what the podcast is all about. Right. So thank you so much for sharing so much of yourself and uh, the passion that you have for entrepreneurship, women, empowerment, pa- living passionately and with purpose and intention. Appreciate your time today. And I'd love for you to share how our, our audience can find you, can learn more about you and reach you.
1: Sure. Well, thank you so very, very much for having me on your show. I appreciate it. I appreciate your friendship and, um, I, I love everything that you do. I find it so inspiring and I love to follow your journey. Oh, um, thank and you. thank you. Thank you. So, um, I can be found on my website, which is media savvy. It's S A V V capital E dot net, and, or just on Facebook, you know, I have a public profile page where I try and keep up and it's, Elaine Espinola Kelts, Mrs. DC America 2015. I haven't changed it yet because I don't know. I'm still I'm still living. Hey, listen, I'm going to be, I, I feel like I'm going to be Mrs. DC America 2015 for the rest. Of, I'm milking that forever. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too like proud of that. I'm milking it forever. So it's still there and I try and keep up with that. So that's where you can find me.
0: That's great. Well, thank you. Um, and I, again, I appreciate all that you're doing and speaking, using your platforms, your television show, um, your speaking opportunities and everything you do on social media. Thanks for keeping us up to date with what's going on with human trafficking, with business ownership, and empowering women all over the world. I appreciate you very much. Thank you, Elaine.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of the SORA Community Network Podcast. We really appreciate uh, your listenership and your friendship. Be sure to find us on social media as well, Facebook, Twitter, And also, if you're interested in learning more about our company, my business, soarcommunitynetwork.com, and make sure that you subscribe to iTunes. We'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks again, everyone. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SOAR Podcast.
0: Join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com.